Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Thank you, Brother Castle, ministering to us tonight. It was a random moment. I don't remember when it was. About a week or so ago, I asked him, I said, I want you to give five minutes of fire. I feel like you have something to say. I think you had something to say tonight. Amen. There's a great harvest. Let me believe that. There's a great harvest. You would turn with me to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Chapter 14. Reading with verse 4. Amen. What a beautiful crowd on Sunday evening coming to magnify God. There's a great harvest among us. I believe in all of our churches, amen, amen, a great harvest that's happening this end time. And uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't know this because I didn't share with him what I was going to preach, but I'm going to preach about the harvest here tonight. And in Proverbs 14 and 4, it says, Where no oxen are, where no oxen are, the crib is clean. Maybe that's where they come up with oxyclean. See, there's nothing new under the sun. They're trying to get smart. It's all right in the book. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. In the New Living Translation, it says, Without oxen, a stable stays clean. But you need a strong ox for a large harvest. I'm going to talk to you tonight about the problem with a, cr- a clean crib. Problem with a clean crib. Would you lift your hands and ask God to sweep over your soul and your spirit? Come on, reach out to the Lord and say, I believe in this large harvest. I believe in this powerful harvest, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want you to turn to two or three people and say, I am believing for a large harvest. Amen. This is our day for a large harvest. Come on, high five two or three people and tell them you are a laborer in the harvest field. Come on, high five somebody and tell them you are a, you are a laborer in the harvest field. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, it's my hour to be a part of a large harvest. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'll never forget, it was just before Easter Sunday and uh, Sister Bessie Lyons was in our church. Many, many of you remember Sister Bessie Lyons, a man, wonderful lady, lived just down past Echo here, not too far. And she was praying one day, and, and God had spoken to her years ago. 
she said she felt like the Lord was going to lead her to more truth. And she got in the car and prayed for the hiding. And the Lord said, go down this road, go down this road, turn left down this road, go here. She pulled into the church and the Lord said, this is where you're supposed to be. A lady of faith for many years but was not baptized in Jesus' name, had not been filled with the Holy Ghost, but she was baptized in Jesus' name. I think somewhere here they might have set her in a chair and she received the Holy Ghost. Am I right about that, Elder Mealy? Amen. Wonderful lady of God. And uh, miss her. What a special person she was. And uh, it was just before Easter uh, several years ago, maybe 10 years ago, that she came up to me. She said, you know, Pastor, she said, you got those little kids. Every kid needs some baby chickens and some ducks for Easter. Boy, you know what? I, I, I grew up in the country, but I didn't grow up around farm animals. I went to Tractor Supply. You can hear them in the troughs they had them in. Beautiful little yellow chickens. Little baby chicks. I'm talking about cute, just chirping away. I said, I'll take 17 of them. <laughs> and six ducks. I had a pond about that big. <laughs> I did. A pond about that big. Well, I didn't realize they grow up. And uh, it was fun on Easter, but it went downhill after that. <laughs> now, I'm going to try to be cordial here tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. When chickens start growing up, there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. You can't go barefooted in the yard anymore. You got to watch where you step. Because with the chickens didn't just come eggs. <laughs> Came a mess. It looked like with those ducks you had busted white feathered pillows all over the yard. There's feathers everywhere. <laughs> the pond that was clear water with a nice little water fountain in it, it was green. Couldn't even see through it. It was nasty. And I said, Cindy said, they gotta go. We can't, they've got to go. And uh, I learned that if you want to have nice things, you can call a chicken a nice thing if you want, but there comes some mess with it. It's the little area that I put the chickens in, it's no longer clean. And I'm being nice here tonight. I just want you to understand, but there is... Piles of dung in there that now have to be shoveled out because they were cute in a horse trough in tractor supply. And if you have 17 chickens, you got 17 eggs a day. I don't like eggs that much. And I definitely don't like them that much now. And when you look at the scripture, it's talking about that. It says that if you're going to have a harvest, you've got to have some oxen because it takes the strength of an ox to have a large harvest. And if you're going to have laborers or oxen, 
Something that'll plow the field and pull the harvest from the field that's gonna, they didn't, they didn't have John Deere tractors back then, they had oxen. And uh, it, it wasn't as clean as it is now but with the tractor. They had to use these animals to gather the harvest. But the problem is, if you have an oxen bringing in the harvest, you've also got stalls to clean. And the bigger the ox, I hope this isn't recorded here tonight. I'm in trouble. I'm going to get a call from my daddy. He said, what well, boy, what are you talking about? You need to stop that on a Sunday night. The bigger the ox, the bigger the mess. You think that's messy? Think about the Noah's Ark. You're talking about a cruise ship you can't get off of. It's a mess in there. And what I'm preaching to you is why people do not understand is they say, well, our church is gonna double. We are gonna fill the baptismal tank and we're gonna baptize hundreds. Oh, God's gonna be good. There's gonna be a great harvest in Zanesville. There's gonna be a great harvest in Crooksville. There's gonna be a great harvest in Guatemala and Cambridge and McConnellsville and on and on and on. But what you have to understand is with the harvest, you've gotta have laborers. With the harvest, you've got to have oxen. You've got to have strength in the church. But with the harvest, there comes a dirty stall. People see people getting baptized, getting the Holy Ghost. Oh, I heard about this. I heard about how many got rebaptized, how many revealed the Holy Ghost, and they see that. But what they don't see, come on, you call up these babies being born, you call up mama. Woo, I heard about the baby was born. I'm so happy. And that parent, they've got to change more diapers than they've ever imagined. Kids starts growing up. They have to, they have to child-proof the house. They're knocking over lamps. Can I get a witness from some parents in the building? Yes, there is greatness in the child, but with that child growing up, there comes a whole bunch of mess. Come on, all you new, new parents wanting babies. You wouldn't believe how many outfits sometimes they got to change that kid before they ever get them to the house of God. Cindy would say, she said, I don't even know why I come to church. Then you fuss and fight all the way to the church and y'all don't know about that. Over the kids, fussing. Thank God for our kids. Boy, I'm digging a hole here tonight. You know I'm being real with you. I'm talking about blowouts like you've never seen before. Thank God for these kids. Oh, that baby's so cute. You should have seen them yesterday. All over me. You know what I'm talking about. The baby's great, but it comes with a mess. But we're not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We're not going to throw out the child because we got a mess. Because we have a love for that baby. We got a love for that child. We will put up with the mess because the child has a future. It's going to get to the point here tonight if we're not careful. We'll be like the one pastor who, who put brand new concrete on the parking lot. It was almost a white, just beautiful concrete in the church. And he was so proud of the concrete parking lot and said, Sunday came in. Crowd of people came in. 
After church, the crowd of people left. They went out there and there was oil stains on his new church concrete parking lot. He got mad. How dare these people come in here and oil stain the church parking lot. And the Lord said, don't you fall in love with the parking lot over the people that I've called you to minister to. What I'm saying is, if there's no oxen, yeah, you're gonna have a clean parking lot. But if you got some oxen in the church, they're gonna be a mess every now and then you gotta clean up. There's gonna be a mess you gotta take care of. You're gonna have to, let me preach to the preachers here for a minute. When they come in in a city with 64% divorce rate, when they come in, they're coming in more than likely, two out of three are coming from a broken home, a blended home, a single parent, probably more than likely, at least 43% of babies born out of wedlock, they're gonna come in, come from a uh, parents that were never married. They're gonna have things they deal with. They're gonna have emotions they deal with. They come in the church, they're baptized in Jesus' name, they're filled with the Holy Ghost, God saves them, but still they got some messes they bring with them. And if we're not careful, we're saying, oh God, I, you know, I didn't picture having to counsel this and have to deal with this emotion and have to try to lead them in this way. Let me tell you something, the harvest is messy. Do all of these renovations. And then new carpet down. You look out there, somebody sit down and there's mud on the carpet. Somebody come in with mud on their boots. We got to be very careful. We don't grit our teeth and say, how dare they walk in the house of God and got mud on their boots. You know what's worse than having no stains on the carpet is no people in the building. Come on. They're gonna come in in a harvest. You can't choose who gets to come in and who can't come in. A soul is a soul, whether they're that tall or they're that tall, whether this age or that age, whether they're this part of the town or the other. It's God that brings the harvest in. He determines the harvest. Somebody say amen. I'll never forget. I'll never forget a pastor was talking about and he just did renovations and, and said, walking down, and here they were, it was fresh paint on the walls and it was fresh around the building. It was crisp and clean and turned the kids loose. Skid marks from their shoes on the wall and somebody started saying, oh my goodness, these kids are terrors. They're messing up the new renovations. Said it hit that pastor. What's worse than having a few marks on the paint? It's having an empty stall. And the problem with an empty stall is there's no oxen there. And the problem with an empty church, there's no harvest there. Now I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna have some messes to deal with. There's gonna be immorality we're gonna deal with. There's gonna be some emotions we're gonna deal with. We're gonna deal with some attitudes. We're gonna deal with some chaos every now and then. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's better than having a clean crib. It's better than having an empty church. It's better than having nothing here. We're gonna put up with a mess because God's got a plan for the harvest. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's gonna get messy around here. Amen. It's gonna get messy around here. Elder Mealy, ministry, sometimes it gets messy. 
but where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But there's a large harvest because of the strength of the oxen. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I thank God for our elders. I appreciate them and all they do. How many appreciate the ministry of the church? I'm gonna preach to the oxen here tonight that you sit on these seats and you are here right now. Some of you have been in the church maybe for two years or less. Statistics says that the majority of people One study said 80% of new converts come from people that have been in the church two years or less. I'm not here to degrade those that's been in church more than two years. But let me tell you something. When new converts come in, they've got to learn to walk right. They've got to learn to talk right. They've got to learn to do things right. They come with a lot of mess with them. But there is much increase because of the strength of that new convert's testimony. Amen. Don't you judge them if we use them a little sooner than we use you. They have a great harvest among them. Come on, be tolerant of what God's gonna do with them. Yes, they've got a mess, but they're bringing a great harvest. Somebody say amen. Do you want a clean crib? The problem with a clean crib is it's empty. Problem with a clean church is nobody's there. We gotta ask ourselves a question. Do we want a small harvest or a large harvest? Because the bigger the harvest, the bigger the mess. What I'm submitting to this church What we have experienced in the last several years, there's been a lot of messes, but there's been a great harvest. What the Lord would have me to send to tell this congregation to prepare you is what we are entering right now is going to enter into a dirty stall because there's a strong ox that God has put in there to bring in a magnificent, one one translation says an abundance of harvest. And so instead of talking about the mess, complaining about the stink, dealing with the stink and the mess. You know what you ought to do? You ought to be a part of shoveling it out of the stall. Come on. You can talk about it, then you start stinking. I'm just gonna help you right now. When you start talking about the mess that somebody's dealing with, you become a part of the stink. God didn't call us to talk about the mess. He called us to remove the mess. Because if the mess stays, it becomes unhealthy and stagnant and becomes a problem to everybody. There has to be a constant removal of the mess. God would not even visit the people. If they did not bury their own dung in the wilderness, it was the first waste management treatment was in was in in the Bible when they were going through the wilderness. Come on, we're mature. You're not gonna laugh at what I'm preaching. You just stay with me a minute here. But God refused to visit his people if they left dung on the fields around. He required them to bury it because God doesn't want just a bunch of mess everywhere. It was a, they taught me in college as a civil engineer. They said the first waste, man, waste management treatment in the world, in world history, was in the Bible, in the wilderness with the children of Israel. And what I'm saying to you is we can't just talk about the mess. Talk about what somebody did. 
Talk about how a new convert failed. Talk about what somebody mistake did. We're not careful. We just shrug our shoulders and like what we're saying when we're talking about it, we'd rather have a clean crib. You know what? You want a perfect church? It's going to be empty. You want a perfect young youth group? It's going to have a room with nobody in it. But if you have young people, if you have a church in McConnellsville, there's going to be some sin. There's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be some failures. But I'd rather have to deal with the mess than to deal with a clean crib. I'd rather have to deal with a mess than to deal with an empty church. Hallelujah. It's worth dealing with it. I want you to jump your feet and clap your hands. Come on, say, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to deal with it. So we're going to make a covenant here tonight. We can talk about one another. We can talk, just remain standing for a minute. We can talk about one another. We can talk about what somebody did. We can talk about how somebody dressed, how somebody failed, how somebody made a mistake. Somebody's going through this, and if that was them. Always remember when you say, if that was me, and this is what I do, that's not true. Somebody said one time, it's hard to throw somebody under the bus when you're wearing their shoes. Until you walked a mile in their shoes, you didn't understand why they did what they did. You gotta be careful to judge. Well, I don't understand pastor. You do not understand pastor because I'm the shepherd. And how I deal with people is between me and God. I'm the under shepherd. And a sheep will never deal with a sheep the way the shepherd will deal with the sheep. Come on, be careful to judge somebody that fails. And I just don't think I'd put them back on a platform yet. I, I'm just, it, it troubles me that somebody, you know, can do that and then God and he's in, and you, you gotta understand as the shepherd smells like sheep. He carries wounded sheep on his shoulders and he carries lambs upon his shoulders. A shepherd always smells like a dirty sheep, but I come to tell you, I'd rather have a lamb that's dirty than have no lambs at all. I'd rather have a sheep that's wounded than have no sheep at all. Hallelujah. Let me talk about something for a minute. This is off the cup, but I feel this. I'm not so sure they ought to be singing in the choir by now. I'm not so sure they ought to be singing there and worshiping because of what they did. For one thing, you gotta ask yourself a question. How do you know what they did? Because somebody felt a liberty to talk about what they did instead of taking it to prayer and trying to clean it out of the stall. This is how you clean it out. You go pray for your brother that falls considering yourself or considering your child. Amen, amen. I'm not preaching a message to tolerate sin, but there's some things I expect out of people that's been in church for 20 years that I expect more out of than I've seen somebody that's lived for God for two years. It's like that parent said one time, I heard him, I could see, see through, the, through the shelving of that, of that store, I could see the silhouettes of a dad and a boy and a little boy, and I could hear the dad make the statement to the oldest son, and he said, son, he said, when your little brother does it, it's cute, but when you do it, it gets on my nerves. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, is that what you said? <laughs> 
There are some things I have expectations of my older children than I do my younger children. And it's the same way in the kingdom. There are some things I expect out of somebody that's lived for God for decades than I do for somebody that's new in this and they don't even know all the Bible stories yet. You've got to leave some things up to the pastor on when he restores or doesn't restore because his goal is to see the restoration of the sheep. I'm going to end with this tonight. This is what I'm preaching. Because the harvest is so great, we need everybody harvesting. The harvest is so great, we need everybody involved. Clap your hands and praise him. Clap your hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Come on, magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. I could add to the message, I got more that I could put in there to make it longer, to make a point, but I think I made my point here tonight. We're gonna make a covenant right now. We're gonna make it a covenant right now that we'd rather have a messy stall with a strong ox than a clean stall empty. Come on, I'm gonna ask you again. Do you want an empty church? Or do you wanna have a church that has some problems in it? Look at your neighbor and say, he's preaching about you. Amen. Come on, you've lived for God very long. You've had some problems. You lived for God very long. You've needed some counsel. Am I preaching anybody or is just everybody perfect? How many of you have ever had a mess you needed cleaned up in your life? Now let me switch gears here for a moment. Just because you have a mess does not make you valuable, not valuable to the kingdom of God. Just because you're going through a trial doesn't mean you're not valuable to him. You fight it out. God's got a plan for your life. There's a harvest coming your way. I said there's a harvest coming to you. There's a harvest coming down. There's some people in this room, you battled hell. You know why? You're on the threshold of the greatest harvest you've ever seen in your ministry. You're at the, you're at the threshold of a breakthrough in your family. Hallelujah. Out of the midst of the pain is gonna come an anointing. Out of the midst of your hurt is gonna come a flow of spiritual giftings. And you gotta make up with your mind. Yes, I've had some mess, but I'm the ox that's gonna bring in an abundance of harvest. Somebody ought to get out of your seat and say there's a harvest coming down my road. Come on, there's a harvest coming into my family. There's a harvest coming into my city. There's a harvest coming into my ministry. There's a harvest. Come on, saints of God. Is there anybody in the building that says there's a harvest? Obey his word. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Come on, shout, it's harvest time. Come on, out of your mess is coming a miracle. I want you to worship all over the building for the abundance of harvest that's here. The abundance of harvest that's here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah.
neighbor and say, you're a mess. You know what they say in Ohio? They say things like, you're a hot mess. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a hot mess. But I need you in the kingdom. Come on, look at somebody say, you're a hot mess. But I'm so glad you're in the church house. I'm going to put up with your mess because you're needed for the abundance of the harvest. Come on, you young people, turn around and look at each other and say, I need you in the church. Some of your brothers and sisters, turn around to your neighbor and say, I need you in the church. Come on, say it like you mean it. How many of you are going through a mess right now? Raise your hand. Glory, 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 glory. The mess is going to bring a miracle. Because you can't have an oxen that's going to bring an abundance of harvest without a mess. I'm going to put it this way. I've never seen any great ministries that didn't come out of a mess. Great anointing, great pain. Great anointing, big mess. Big harvest, big trials. What you see here tonight didn't come easy. Years of praying, years of fasting, years of laboring, years of training, years of teaching, years of, come on, you can make it. It's not over yet. Years of forgiveness. Years of get back up. It's not years of it's not over till it's over. Then all of a sudden, the calf grows up and becomes an oxen that hauls in a mighty heart. I want every pastor to lift your hand in the air. Listen to me. Children's ministry and youth ministry is not a waste of money. It's not a waste of time. Love them. Walk with them. Forgive them. Because they're oxen. They might be a calf. But you can't see them from where they are. You got to see them for what they'll be. I said something great's coming out of your mess. Come here, Gio. A miracle can come out of the mess. And understanding this principle, that everyone in this room, you work from the beginning to the end. You start at 6 a.m. and plan till midnight. God doesn't work that way. He starts at midnight and he works till your 6 a.m. He declares the end from the beginning. And you'll wonder why the kingdoms can be so forgiving because we don't judge people according to now. We're like him. 
we see where they will be. So when you praise God, you praise him because he's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He's the first and he's the last. Which is, which was, and which is to come. The Almighty, the Almighty, the Almighty. I said he's gonna make a way. Come on, praise him. He's come bringing you out of that mess. He's bringing you out of that mess. He's bringing you out of that mess. Somebody shout, he's bringing me out of my mess. And I'm coming out with abundance. Praise him. I'm finished. I just need you to respond. I need you to make a covenant. I need you to get involved with what he's doing in the spirit right now. right now. The Lord has seen every tear. He's seen your broken heart. He's seen your lonely nights. He's seen your financial struggle. Yes, it's a mess, but God's bringing a miracle out of that mess. He's not done with you. He did not leave you alone. Glory. Glory. Come here, Brother Nutter, wherever you are. Ben Nutter. in him because of where I'm going I'm coming out of it this is not forever this is just a moment somebody shout it shall come to pass amen Woo. I feel victory everybody in the building let's bow our heads we're going to repent Lord I'm sorry for gossiping I'm sorry for my negative tongue. I'm sorry for my unbelief. I'm sorry for questioning you, God, in the midst of the mess. Questioning the church when there were moments of chaos. God, I'm asking you to forgive us. Come on, everybody in the room, I'm asking the whole body here tonight, everybody in the room, forgive us. Because the church isn't perfect. It has people in it. It's not clean. It's not clean. There's people here. But God, the people that are here, there's much increase. There's much increase. There's much increase. Hallelujah. 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 This is a word that I'm going to give this church. The Holy Ghost just spoke to me. You have to be very careful to limit the measure of His mercy. Listen to me. 
You have to be very careful to be the judge of what he can forgive and what he will not forgive. Don't do it. I'm going I'm to I'm tell you. God knows the story. And if God chooses to forgive it, who am I to judge God? And some of you can forgive others, but you cannot forgive yourself. That's unbelief. Hmm. Hmm. You think your mess is worse than everybody else's mess. Sometimes you think their mess is so bad that you judge the oxen. And God has a call upon that oxen to gather in a harvest. And when God's using them, you'll become bitter because you do not think God can forgive that mess. Be very careful to judge who can be forgiven and who cannot be forgiven. You know what I say tonight? Let's let God do the judging and let us do the forgiving. Come here, Sister Martha. Sister Martha Ross. I don't I don't say this to bring I asked her how old she was. She says okay to tell you. You know, you don't you shouldn't ask all young people don't ever ask a lady's age, you know. She said, I'm 88. She was away from God for 55 years. Walked out of the church at 18. She comes back to the Lord. I remember when you were here and I was supposed to preach that night. We had talked in the hospital and uh, you came that night and the pastor, Bishop Ferris, stopped me. He said, hold on, God's doing something right now. He said, watch out, wait for a minute. Yes, sir. He steps to the pulpit and said, there's a call of God right now. God's calling somebody home. I'll watch as you come down the aisle. And in five minutes in the altar, pray back through the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. away 55 years of sin just like he can a five-year-old sin. There's no limit of his mercy. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, I'm gonna treat her as if she never lived. And that's exactly how she's lived. So in the harvest, there comes abundance, 
And you can't judge. Nobody has here. This is one of the most forgiving, restoring atmosphere churches I've ever been a part of. Really, that I've ever known. I mean, you ought to thank God for yourself and each other. I think you ought to do that. This is a powerful place of forgiveness. There's no judging eyes and no little yous. And powerful. She said, I felt like, she said, I was sure that was it. The door was going to shut that night if I didn't respond. She said, I knew that was it. God had called and called and called. God has a plan for your life. I want you to turn to three people and tell them God has a plan for your life. Are they, are they still online? Are they still online? Listen, if you're watching online, let me tell you something. God's got a plan for your life. Just because you're not here doesn't mean you're not valuable to God. He's got a ministry for you. He's got a, we want you here, but God's got a plan for your life. Look at your neighbor and say, the harvest comes with a mess. And you're part of the mess. And you're part of the harvest. How many's ready for a great harvest in the church? Come on, shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. I'm forgiven. Come on, shout, I am forgiven. All things have been made new. Hallelujah. Here's what we're going to do here tonight. I want this group to go to the north wall. We're going to call the harvest forth tonight. I want this group to stay right here. This group, go to the, face that direction. Maybe go down that. Hey, some of you, face this way. Right here, the rest of you in the congregation, face that wall. Face the east. Right here, face the Brother Cody, how many are we going to baptize this year? 500. He believes we'll baptize 500 people this year. Hallelujah. Brother Gene, how many people you believe we'll baptize from the south? You believe we can baptize 500 from the south? There's no limit. Come on, from the north. How many believe we can baptize and see people repent from the north? Somebody say amen. Hey, listen. The harvest, the harvest isn't for one type of people. It's for everybody. For all kinds, all nations, all languages. Do you believe that? I wish somebody would proclaim a harvest among our Asian community right now. There's a harvest in the Asian community. Come on, there's a, there's a harvest in the Caucasian community. There's a harvest among our Latino community, among our black community. Do you believe that? We're all his children. Come on. We're all his children. This is a harvest for everybody. I want you to lift your hands and call the harvest forth. Come on. In the name of Jesus from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord, I pray you call your children home. Call the children home. Jesus. 
need a call for the harvest in our communities tonight. How do you believe God's going to reach in Cambridge this year, 2020? you have a number in mind? A hundred people, my goodness, in Cambridge. Woo! How many of you believe they're going to reach? I know, I know that's the pastor, but you're helping down there. How many of you believe they're going to reach in McConnellsville? 200 people, my goodness. Somebody shout, wow! Show wow! Come on, I'm talking about people coming out of hell, coming out of the mess of sin, being born again. strategically placed there in Cambridge. Dios los bendiga. I don't know anything else beside that right now. But the Lord has strategically placed you to reach people that he can't reach. Hey, I'm just going to tell you, and if you need to go, you can go, but I, I've got to talk for a few minutes on this. I can't reach everybody in Zanesville. I can't reach. I was prophesied I'd pastor cities. You know what? How am I doing? I'm just Brother Christman's pastor. But he and the anchor of Cambridge are reaching Cambridge. Brother Tony is. I'm his pastor. But he is and the team there. Where you at, Brother Richard? My wife says my eyes are getting bad. Boy, somebody pointed right here, somebody over here. Man, there's people praying. Lift your hand. There's people praying through the Holy Ghost right now. There's a harvest right now. I'm telling you, it's a now revival. We're not waiting till 2021. It's harvest right now. We're going to fill this building up. People are going to come and receive the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, pray the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands. God's in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, be filled with the Spirit. Shockton County this year. 50 people. 50 people. I believe it's going to happen. It's going to be work. But you know how to work. You've done it your whole life. It's work. And you're working. And there's a law of sowing and reaping. I believe you're going to see it come to pass. How many believe that? Where's Pastor Richard at? How many are going to see in Crooksville? 100 people. I believe you can see 75 this year in New Lexington. You believe that, Pastor? Come on, praise him.
do you live in? Warsaw. What if the altar at Kashokta becomes so hot they feel the revival in Warsaw? Guard your heart, guard your spirit because I believe there's a revival in Warsaw. I really do. I really believe it. I'm believing for Woodsfield, Brother John. I believe it's going to unfold. Anybody believe there's a harvest in southeastern Ohio? Shut it up. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to send up a shout of praise. How many have repented here tonight? I mean, ask God to forgive you. Truly, you've repented. I'm sorry, God. God is going to give you a, he's going to give you a, a new beginning. Brand new start. He's going to bring you out of a mess into a ministry. Lift your hands and receive of the Lord, everybody in the building that would. No matter where you come from, how bad the mess was, God's got a ministry ahead of your life. Take a moment and pray. Take a moment and pray. Hallelujah. call of God going forth listen in the scripture the word unicorn is there and Job 39 and 9 says will the unicorn be willing to serve thee the unicorn is an oxen everybody say an oxen you study it the profile of an oxen looks like a unicorn Will the unicorn be willing to serve thee or abide by the crib? Canst thou bind the unicorn with his band in the furrow or will he harrow the valleys after thee? Will thou thrust him because his strength is great or thou leave thy labor to him? Will thou believe him that he will bring home thy seed and gather it into the barn? To you, it is not the will of God for the oxen to stay in the crib. It's the will of God for the oxen to go to the valleys and the highways and the hedges and gather in the corn, to gather in the wheat, to gather in the heart. Come on, don't put it up to pastor. God's called you to do it. How many believe that? He has called you to go gather the harvest. Make a list. Pray the list. Work the list. Somebody shout, make a list. Pray the list. Work the list.
I'm gonna let you be dismissed. If you need a miracle, you can come and stand. The elders are gonna pray with you. But here's what I feel. You are the oxen. Now go gather in the harvest. Gather it to the barn. Do you believe that? Don't be intimidated. God's already prepared their heart. They're waiting on you to come and gather them. God's already prepared their heart. I'm telling you, I know what I know. It's time for the greatest abundance harvest that Zanesville's ever seen in the surrounding cities. Clap your hands and praise him one more time. Amen, amen. Brother and Sister Hyden, the children are ready in the city. They're waiting and ready. We need some bus drivers. If you're willing to drive a bus to go pick up these hundreds of kids that are ready right now to come to the Lord, I want you to see Brother and Sister Hyden tonight. Is there anybody here that says, I'll be a gatherer? I'll be a gatherer. I'll be a gatherer. We have hundreds of kids ready to be picked up. We just do not have enough van drivers. Am I right? We just bought another van. We need drivers to fill it up. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to let you be dismissed to make a covenant with God. I'm not going to keep you here. It's my time for God's favor. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.